From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on a Bishop's Hour. And this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we're glad to be looking across the table at Deacon Kevin Stasco. Deacon, good to see you. Good to see you, Bob. How are you? You're getting younger and better looking every day oh, like I am. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Just like this is going to be a youth show before you know it. It's a youth it, show, that's before right. Before you know it, right? Good, go. good to have you with us. Uh, we've come through September. We've come through all the events of September. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, a it's a busy time. Packed. August and September end up being like the you know two of the busiest months we have in the year, so... Um, it's nice to have an October that's a little less busy, so that's been good. But, I, you know, we had a very successful um, on-fire uh, event for youth at Six Flags. We were up we were up like 50% over that's the year before, it and big it, crowd. It, it went well, and people were super excited about the crowd, and uh, we had... Um, we had four bishops participate, so out of nine, that's not too bad, you know, out good. of the nine dioceses that co-sponsored the event, we had four of the bishops present, and um, we're happy to do that. Um, I do think that the um, the new format, where we give the kids more time to just mm-hmm. play in the park, have fun, I mean, really the event is, is, is meant to be um, something that you could, you know, take anybody to, sure. and, you know, they get it taste of what you know of, of the catholic faith and right. you know maybe some inspirational right. speaking and and um but then have an opportunity to just have fun together youth groups to just have uh fun together and so i think um i think we're we're over the years we've kind of lost some of that right i mean um parents and teens are are very directed like what am i going to get out of this right, right? what right. what am i you know if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna commit to this youth group, I better you know the parents are like, well, they better be taught the whole, you know, all of the teachings of the faith in this group, or they may you know that you know whatever. So we have very high expectations of our youth programs, as we do of all of the other youth programs in our children's lives, right? But I think what we need to get a little a little bit back is this idea that you know um, th- this idea of um, building community with young people with other young people that share their values mm-hmm. or whose fa- at least whose families share their values right is really important uh, you know who your friends are uh, is an important uh, a part of uh, of being uh, of you know of, of being able to live out the faith as a disciple I, you know I just heard um, Bishop Soto give give a homily to the uh, migrant uh, migrant uh, center. Um, program. They, they have a migrant mm-hmm. center. They, they prepare young people for the sacraments mm-hmm. uh, in the in the summer and early fall. And they had the confirmation um, at St. James and Davis actually. Right. And there was right. seven. There was only seven candidates this year uh, for confirmation. Um, some of the camps didn't open, and there was you know it, it got Dave, started. Davis late. is one of those towns in Yola County that's surrounded by a number of migrant camps. Yeah, yeah. So Davis Woodland, yeah, yeah. So we so we had the confirmation there, and that was one of the bishop's points, right? He had all these. He said, you know, his default confirmation homily, and this is on how to live out your faith, right? right. And he gives some very practical suggestions, and one of the suggestions was just be careful who your friends are, right? Surround uh-huh. yourself with people that are going to encourage you to be better. Right? right, and and I do think that this idea that 
um, that is a primary focus of the youth group, right? Is to is to is to build community with these young people. So right. not just at your you know one hour talk once a, you know twice a month at youth group, they're getting right. the Catholic faith. They're getting Catholic faith through osmosis, through the families that you're connecting Absolutely. with, through the other people that you're connecting with. That this idea that and that the church, uh, the Catholic Church, sometimes we don't do a great um, a great job of really affirming the spirit and and Christ alive in these domestic churches, in these families yeah. that are faithful, right? So the attraction of the youth group should not just be, I want my kid to get an hour of, you know, whatever, Catholic right. stuff right. twice a month. It should be, I want to connect them to a community that's going to that's going to through osmosis my child you know that's not just on me right. to bring the faith to them right and it's not just on the church building and the church staff to exactly. do that it's like surrounding with them with the community that's going to be looking out for them and reminding them of the commandments sure. and the, well, yeah, etc right I, I mean I, like hey you I, know, I, maybe you shouldn't do that or, I you tell know my I mean? kids every day you're all role models you, whether you know it or not, you're not an intentional role model, but you are. You're getting out in the world, and how how you live your life, how you express yourself, it's that same. It's that osmosis is a good word for it. Well, and I think you know we were. So, it's it's so sad that you know we're, we're in a culture now where people feel like you know I could just you know I could do whatever I want, and I just lie about it, and I just yep. re you know I re, rebrand myself, yep. and everything is fine, right? You know, you look at all the all the stuff in the news. You know, yep. I, I'm just I'm just shocked. You know, and and, it, and it's coming out in politicians, but you know, it's like people in their everyday lives are like, oh well, if he could just the do same that, thing. you know, yeah. I, I'll just live that way too, right? Yep. I mean, they it, it becomes a it becomes a way of living, and I think the people that you surround yourselves with, uh, you know, the friends that you hang out with day to day, they shape you whether you you know intend for it to happen or not, right? So, not that we shouldn't hang out with people that aren't you know, perfect Catholics, right. but that idea of, you know, Hey, I, I need to, is this person a good influence or bad influence? Yeah. I mean, I need to, I need to look at it. That's, that's a reality. I mean, that's a reality of me as an adult. What, you know, what other, you know, what other parents, you know, some of my kids' parents are very good influences on me and some are not, <laughs> <You know? laughs> frankly, you know, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, I, I think, um, it's a, you know, I've benefited, I've certainly benefited in my faith that I work for the church and I'm a deacon and, you yeah. know what I mean? So most of the people I, I, you know, connect with on a regular basis, you know, share my values and, you know, are, are, are reminding me, you know, by, aren't you a deacon? Yeah. Should you be saying that? Well, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's Kevin, funny. Kevin, it's can funny. You re- did you really go to that movie? Yeah. You know, you're a deacon. You oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's, like it's, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you maybe somebody you've been sitting with at the Little League game for for three years or something your kids are on the same team and hey why don't we get together for for dinner or something you know and you all sitting around dinner and all of a sudden you're getting to know these people or maybe they're getting to know you a little better and you go i don't think this is really (laughs) really a match here (laughs) you you were rooting for the same team so you you made all these assumptions yeah no you do you really do so i'll bet you were happy that it wasn't 117 for on fire well, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I was, ha- I was very. You missed it by weather. a couple of weeks. The weather, the weather uh, was, the weather was, uh, was really good. You know, some typical, you know, Vallejo weather. Yeah, so it was yeah, get a little cooler, sea breeze cooler in the and, morning. Yeah. yeah, really cool, cool in the morning, and then it got cold at night again. So that just, that's better. It just makes it better for everyone. You do, you, you, you do remember because you were there the time we had the vocations dinner. 
in Vallejo oh, at St. Yes. Basil, right, and right. the air conditioning in the gym was out, yeah, and it just happened was, to be 104 in Vallejo that, that day. That was rough that day. That was rough. They that sold more beer. Good. I'm sure they did. That was, that was painful. That it was, was hot. It was, it was very, hot. Very, it was the hottest I've ever been in Vallejo, that's for sure. But on fire, well, you, you know, when you, when you dreamed this up how many years ago? Uh, 10, 12 years ago? So this was 13. 13. So, yeah, it was 12 years ago. That so, the first one happened, like, you know, 12 years ago. Yeah, and you had to miss one. one. Miss one? Yeah, we missed one. We yeah. missed one because of the pandemic. So take us back to the thought process then and and what it is now. Is it pretty much the same as what you envisioned? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think you know, really, I mean, it goes back to when I was, you know, a first a youth minister. Like, the questions were always like, why don't we have a large event in Northern California? Like yeah. we don't have them. They're yeah. all in Southern California. Like, why don't we have one up here? You know, the, you know, the, and, and, and at that time, um, you know, I was, I was, um, in college, I, um, I studied, uh, ethnic studies was part of my, um, and we had talked a lot about, um, about just the, um, the uniqueness of the Bay area experience uh-huh. mm-hmm. and of the Northern California experience right. that in Northern California, there's so many different ethnic groups, you know, uh, here. And it's such a diverse community. You know, it was like, even, even right. back then we were, you know, it was still, you know, uh, white people were still a majority, but they weren't going to be for long. Right. That's so right. that was the whole right. thing. So what happens when white people are no longer the majority and there's no clear majority in, you know, which when is where, exactly come where up, we right, are right now. now, it's like yeah. now, you know, we were looking ahead to that. Right. And I remember um, thinking about that and thinking about the uniqueness of, there must be some uniqueness to ministry in Northern California that's not in Southern California, that's mm-hmm. not in the Midwest, that's whatever. And I remember going to a youth conference in the Diocese of Oakland. So the Diocese of Oakland, I mean, it was super diverse. It, sure. You know, it was, it's, you know, Sacramento is probably more, more diverse now than Oakland is now. I don't know the exact statistics, but at that time, Oakland was a very, very diverse place. Right. And um, the Diocese of Oakland um, inc- incorporates all of Alameda County and Contra Costa County. So it's not just the city of Oakland, but it's a very that those two counties are very diverse. And so Absolutely. we went to this conference and, um, you know, I, it, it was a very, the, the, num- the kids at the conference were very diverse, all kinds of, you know, every, um, you know, nationality and ethnicity you could imagine was there. And it was definitely not a majority white mm-hmm. people, but all of the speakers and all of the musicians were from the Midwest. The fam- <laughs> you know, the popular Catholic speakers, right, sure. the popular musicians were in the Midwest. And I remember commenting to a friend of mine, just because, you know, it was in my, in my awareness that, you know, Hey, this is the same conference that they would have had in Indiana. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Are we saying that there's nothing unique about our kids and the way they celebrate their Catholic faith or whatever than Indiana? Like, I mean, there's got to be somebody. I mean, isn't there anybody here, mm-hmm. you know, in Oakland? You know, why don't we have a, you know, you know, and, and that got me thinking for many years and in many conversations with youth ministers over time that we need a big conference. Mm-hmm. So, when I became the um, youth director, youth ministry director in the Diocese of Oakland or Diocese of Sacramento in 2008, 
Um, it was my first job work time working at the di- on the diocesan level, and we had the youth convention, right? Mm-hmm. So we had the youth convention that we did every year, right. and that would move parish to parish, and basically it was a, a couple days, and people would travel to that parish, and that parish would be the host. Right. And at least I don't think it happened this way every year because there had been different different youth ministry directors over sure. time, right? But the the main idea was that we would have this youth uh, convention at a parish, and the parish would arrange to have the kids stay overnight at people's homes. And it was, uh, you know, but anyway, it was a beautiful tradition that had gone on over 60 years. And we, I had to do the youth convention, and we decided to do the youth convention in Reading for the first time, mm-hmm. which everybody told us nobody will go to Reading. Um, but it tr- turned out people actually like to travel. Oh, on, yeah. You know, yeah. Youth groups actually like to travel. They all came up to Reading. Sure. Uh, you know. It, they realized, oh, it's only a couple hours. We can do that. Yeah. So they all came up, and we had, I think, over 700 uh, uh, kids I, I at, rem- at an I, event. I remember you had a and huge crowd. And that's when we had yeah. the the nor- the the um, the, uh, the deaneries in the North State, the priests that we talked to basically said, oh, don't bother doing it. No one will come. No one will come up here. We know that we know that the people in Sacramento will not come up here. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a waste of your time. If you want to do it, that's fine. We'd love to have it up there for our youth, but... I don't think the people from the, the, the Sacramento will come up. So they were all just shocked at how many yeah. came. I remember the Knights of Columbus was, you know, running around trying to figure out how to feed that many, right? I mean, we Was we this so out at the old registered. Bishop Quinn? Yeah, we had yeah. it at the Bishop yeah. Quinn High School site, right? right? Yeah, that was in, uh, I think that was in uh, 09. Right. Um, and, and, then, um, and then we did another youth convention. And then I had been, I had just got a, like a random, you know, email from Six Flags saying, hey, you know, you know, have you ever thought about doing an event here? You know, and hmm. then and until so I said, well, hey, maybe that would be interesting. And I said to the bishop, well, hey, what if we did an event and, and we did an event at Six Flags? We try to make it regional. We try to make it a huge event. Right. And um, I I made an inquiry. Um, Matt Marr was really big then. Mm-hmm. He had that crossover hit that. Uh, what was it? Um, Love will keep us. It's not love will keep us together. Um, uh I don't remember what the song was, but anyway, it was this crossover hit that had crossed over into like right. you know mainstream radio from the Christian station, and so it was. It, but it was really, really big on Christian radio, and so um, I had just kind of made a random inquiry, like, "Hey, is there any way Matt could make it?" And he's actually he's on tour with Tenth Avenue North, and so Matt Marr, Tenth Avenue North. If you take the whole tour, you know, we could add a date because we're mm-hmm. going to be. You know, in the that side, of, you know, they're going to be somewhere else in California the day before. I, you know, just you know, so 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 I, wow. I said to the bishop, I said, look, we can get Matt Marr along with the tour. Six Flags has offered us, you know, a, a pretty good deal to to go there. And the way the 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 way the the Six Flags deal has always worked is people pay and then they kick back a certain amount mm-hmm. to us per mm-hmm. ticket, mm-hmm. right? So depending on how many people we have, we get that money back to pay for the event, right? But then oh, we pay, good. we pay, they pay for the sound, and the and the setup, and then we pay for all of the artists and the right. hotel rooms, and right. there's other stuff we have to pay for too. But that idea that they, they kick some money back. So I said, well, look, Bishop, they'll kick some money back to us. We've got, um, you know, we've got uh, Matt Mar says will come. Um, it's a lot of money, big investment. We could, we could. Uh, you know, we at that time it was a lot of money, and I, I was like, I, I, that's why I went to the bishop. I'm like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to do this yeah. unless you're supportive of it. And he said, Well, 
I'm not, you know, if you think it, it could be a go, that's fine. Uh, he said, let's try to m- make sure it's a regional event. Let's let's invite all of the Northern California diocese to be part of it. And the second thing is, let's make sure that we're trying, part of this event is trying to promote vocations. Those are his two conditions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I made phone calls. It was my first phone call to all the Northern California directors of youth and young adult ministry. And it turned out a lot of them were new too, right? And we're looking for something you know, to make their mark in their diocese. Um, and I was able to get all eight, the eight Northern California, I, I, Fresno is kind of in the middle. So you have to decide whether it's, it's Northern California or not, but we invited Fresno to Alex, to, Alex, to, who now works for yeah. us now used to be the director in Fresno at that time. Right. He agreed to do it too. But although half of their diocese, it's pretty far away. Well, right? Yeah. It goes they're, all the way to Bakersfield. Yeah, they're, pretty and much goes, Cal- they're pretty much in Southern California. To right? Hatchapi and so, all those so, places. <laughs> so, but we, we have, um, you know, we had, we got Fresno and Monterey and Stockton. Did you have Reno right and away? Had, yeah. Reno right away too. We, we, we talked to them because I had done, um, I had spoken at their religious ed conference and I knew, um, a Monique who worked there and they had just hired a new youth, um, director. So anyway, we just kind of hit at a time where everybody was kind of looking. And and again, I think it was in the consciousness. I can't say it was my idea. I think it was like in the consciousness for years, like why don't we have a Northern California mm-hmm. big event, right? So I just got them all to sign up. And so I said to the bishop, well, I got all these, I got all nine dioceses to sign up. And that first year we had, um, we had three bishops come. You know, and it was like well, it was, we're it was kind all of last the financial minute. aspects out of this diocese. Yeah, so yeah. all everything came through me. So right. we did we 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 funded it. It was basically yeah. our event. Um, we got three of the dioceses. I think Bishop McGraw from San Jose, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the late Bishop uh, Garcia came from, from Monterey. From Monterey, I think the first year. I think that was the three. Oh, you know, it might have been Bishop Vasha from Santa Rosa because he's really him and Bishop Soto have been they always come supporters. right. Yeah. They come every yeah. year. Yeah, I think um, I think um, Bishop Vasha only missed one year because of some other commitment, but they've come every year, yeah. and we've always had at least three diocesan bishops out of the nine. So it's been very that's well supported right. over the years. And one year we had six. I think six was the most yeah. we ever had, and that was uh, that was great. One was a. Uh, um, I, I think one of the bishops there was like an acting bishop for mm-hmm. when the, they were in between, but the, the acting bishop came, and so it was great. But we had six that one year, but it's been great. And so the idea, though, behind the event was we just wanted to have a. The purpose was the gathering. Can we get mm-hmm. all the youth groups in Northern California come together? Right. And then it's always been um, a real commitment on my part to say, how can we bring kind of a diverse group of speakers, like mm-hmm. groups that uh, speakers that you might not see. At some of the other national conferences, and we've done better, and we've done well at that sometimes, and not so well at other times. You know, the 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 issue with on fire is we're um, we need to have you know we need to have a large number, so you need to have people that are a draw, right? And so sometimes you know speakers that you think oh this person would be great, but then nobody knows them, so so you've got to pair them with somebody who's like a superstar or whatever. But we've tried to do a good job of like. So we, you know, we're, we're again, we're trying to, uh, like this last year, we had a group from the uh, Vietnamese uh, Eucharistic youth come, and so we're trying to reconnect with them. Uh, we had a speaker, um, we had a, a Vietnamese uh, Frere Fong, the Vietnamese a speaker was there. Um, a couple has, has spoken at the event a couple of times, but we've never been able to draw a bigger group. Mm-hmm. But the idea is to draw 
all of the youth groups in Northern California to the same event. Um, and the idea is that the event is primarily evangelization. So it's not, you know, it's not supposed to be only for those that always go to youth group and are right. always connected right. to their parish. It's supposed to be something that you could, if you were starting a group or, you know, you could, you could have the kids in your youth group invite their friends to come sure. and they would have a good sure. time. So over the years, it started with just a concert, a mass in the morning and a concert in the evening. And over the years, we started adding speakers. Like, oh, let's have a men's speaker. Let's have a women's speaker. Let's have a, a young adult speaker. Let's have right. a Hispanic a speaker, speaker in Spanish. Let's have a, you know, let's have a, you know, whatever. So um, it grew to, like, the whole day there was just speakers all day long in the park. Um, and not all the kids came to all the talks, but right. we had some uh, youth group leaders that were just hardcore, like, okay, we're here not for the rides, we're right. here for the talk. So you're going to go to every talk. So right. the kids never got on the rides, right? Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the idea. Why have it at the, I mean, the it's amusement park. yeah. park's expensive, right? Yeah. Like you're adding $50 now to the, to, you know, 40 or $50 to the price of the ticket to have it at the amusement park. You better, you know, have them you know, participate in the rides. Otherwise, right. we'll just do it at a high school and just sure. if they're just going to sit in talks all day. So what we decided to do is gut the middle. So we gut the middle of the day so there's no talks in the middle. So we have a, we have a short talk and a, and, a, and a mass and a kind of a rally in the morning. And in the evening, we have a concert and, um, and, a, and an adoration and a, and a speaker. The speak, speaker usually speaks during the adoration in the evening. So it's like a couple hours in the morning, a couple hours in the evening. The park still, as, as they have every year, they keep the park open two extra hours for mm -hmm. our kids just to ride on rides. And so they get to ride all the big roller coasters in the evening if they can't get on them during the day, and they have a whole day. So the idea is it's a day where they can experience the, you know, the Eucharist. You know, again, it, it worked well this year. We started trying to talk about Eucharistic revival, and I'm like, well, it's it's built for that because it starts with Mass and ends sure. with adoration. I mean, it's... It's exciting, and we can talk. We can kind of break open the Eucharist in different ways for the next three years. So that's what we're trying to do. But yeah, it's always been that. Um, so, was there how much give and take was there with the management of the park early on? Like what what they had in mind and what you had in mind? Well, you know, they just they've always kind of just seen themselves as a venue, right? Like they they haven't really fully partnered with us. I think the first woman that we worked with, her name was Candace Dixon, and she was a you know. She just was really excited about having the event, right? Mm -hmm. And and she got I, I'm sure she got she must have gotten a percentage of the sales or whatever, <laughs> you know, or you know, twenty cents a ticket or whatever a bonus. She probably got a bonus per ticket because she was constantly trying to yeah. help us promote it, right? And I think it's changed over time because they don't they don't really push the promotion. I think mm -hmm. partially because it's a religious event and they're a secular yeah, you know, sure. uh, institution, right? But they, they want to do, put up a big tent and invite this guy named Billy Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, but it's 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 primarily through the group sale. So we, um, you know, we're basically just a large group. Right. So literally, like when I go to Six Flags, they treat me like I've bought the three thousand tickets personally. Sure, sure. They're like, oh, sir, here, come back. I mean, I remember the first couple of years they were really into that. So like, yeah. they'd be like, why don't you come down to the park yeah. and have lunch? I come down to have park, and they'd be like. 
oh, come this way. And then, like, you know, the killer whale is there, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, to yeah. greet me. And they're taking a picture with me and the killer whale. And I brought my I brought my, my, my daughters yeah. a couple times. And they're sure. like, oh, oh, would they like to, you know, ride on the giraffe? I'd not really ride on the giraffe, but yeah. would they like to meet no, the I giraffe? Yeah. They, and they used to have elephant rides. Would you like to ride on the elephant? Of course, the elephants are gone. The killer whales are gone. Yeah. You know, times have changed in the last 13 years. But... But yeah, they used to treat me that. But but we're just you know the largest group event that they have. Yeah. So it's great, and 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 so, um, but yeah, the the purpose has always been is just a really fun event. That the 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 goal is the gathering, right? Right. Right. And we don't and 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 then youth groups can make it what they want. It could be part of their confirmation program. Sure. It could be part of their youth ministry. It can be a kickoff. We we call it the kickoff because it happens in September. It can be the kickoff like event to kind of start their youth group year off. Right. right. So that was kind of the, the idea behind it, but yeah. we haven't had a lot more. I mean, we've um, for a while, like I said, we we're adding all those talks. One year's we even had like a pro-life talk and a, you know right. what I mean? So we had all these different talks that people could right. go to. We had Lila Rose once mm-hmm. we had, I mean, we've had, we've had every, we've had most of the national speakers that people are aware of. They've all been, you know, we had, uh, uh, um, We've had, uh, and then we've had Matt Marr there twice, right. and we've had we've had other musicians. So it's been a really good. Yeah, there's some that run. come. One, 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 I forget we interviewed him. Comes almost every year. Oh, Joe Melendres. Joe Melendres, yeah. 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 Joe Melendres, and he's actually going to be a headliner for the big concert for NCYC uh, in a couple weeks. Wow. Um, that that National Catholic Youth Conference NCYC, yeah. and that's um, for the first time that's being held on the West Coast. We're, we're about so, to. Uh, it's going to be in. Um, um, Oh shoot! South of uh, it's where you it's where you uh, fly down to t- take cruises to Mexico. What what's the uh, oh, south uh, of um, where the where the Queen Mary is? Where the, oh, is Long uh, Beach. Long Beach. Yeah, it's gonna be in Long Beach. Yep, it's gonna be in Long Beach. Spent so the like, night on the Queen Mary one time. Oh, did you? Really? Yeah. How was, was that? It was okay. one of those things where they they knew you were a press person, you know, and. And and they they gave us their a private to like like yeah, the yeah. ship captain you know who was yeah, a guy yeah, who yeah. was not really a ship captain but always had wanted to be yeah uh-huh. so he got somehow he was the captain of the Queen Mary <laughs> just took it this is where Bob Hope performed you know and it was fabulous yeah, it was uh-huh. and and there was extra added bonus there was a minor earthquake while we were having dinner on the deck one night. And, and it wasn't one that caused much damage, but you could the waves and the boats moving, and it's fabulous. Yeah. Except you're in these little tiny rooms, yeah, and we wow. had had the kids were little, fortunately. So yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's really a fascinating attraction. Well, I should go visit. Anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I know the Queen Mary's there, but it's Long Beach, yeah. So Long, Long Beach, Beach is yeah. where they're having it. So it's the first time they've ever had it on the West Coast, and we've complained for years that they haven't had it. Yeah. So I hope somebody goes from California. Yeah, it's a fairly expensive. They usually have it in the in Midwest, and they usually have it like in Indianapolis is their yeah. usual location. Um, but it, Indianapolis, the whole town is set up for giant events like that. Oh, right? sure so they are. Yeah. Long Beach, I think the hotels are a little farther away, and I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how it'll go. But my daughters are going to go with their youth group at St. Clair and Roseville. So they're excited to go. So that'll be good. Very good. So what's, what's uh, in the nutshell, what's, what's coming up? Well, we're um, in the fall and in the spring, we do training for the various ministries. So we just, we, we had a young adult training um, on, uh, a speaker from Marinol came in and, and talked to the young adult leaders about how to incorporate a service into mm-hmm. their ministries, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and better be kind of see them, 
you know, build kind of a missionary spirit into young adult ministry. Um, I know that we have confirmation um, uh, trainings coming up in October uh, for there's one during the day, during the week for confirmation leaders who are paid. There's one on the weekend for the volunteers. There's also one in Spanish that it's Mm -hmm. coming up. Um, So um, we also um, are having some trainings for um, faith formation leaders. I know Mm -hmm. there's one in the north on family catechesis, and Teresa's doing another one. Um, I believe on, I think I'm teaching one actually on how to do good uh, First Communion and First Reconciliation services and parishes. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of parishes that have been doing their first communion and their first reconciliation the same way forever. And so we're going to try to give them some new ideas about how to make the celebration, you know, fit in the spirit of those sacraments, Mm -hmm. but then also, um, you know, make it more meaningful for the kids. Right. So sometimes I think what we plan for first communion or reconciliation um, is something that, you know, based on what we experienced when we were a kid. Right, right, right. right. So is that always the best for the kids or, and the families? Um, could be could be great, but could maybe, you know, talking about those celebrations. And my hope is to talk to some priests about what, what advice they would give, right? Because I remember they've been through a lot of those. Our, one of our daughters, probably, probably about 15 years ago, uh, First Communion, Grandma in Montana sent down her first communion dress so that our daughter mm-hmm. could wear this dress, which was probably 70 years old. <laughs> and she proudly wore it. <laughs> Every mother was just all over it. Oh, uh, we got to take a picture of your daughter. Just, oh, and, the, and the guys are just talking about the 49ers. You know, <laughs> you know, it was like they didn't even notice it. the dress. <laughs> yeah. But every the, the women all noticed that dress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, little Maeve was just so so proud. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, the other thing that uh, you know that we are kind of gearing up for is the twenty three twenty four is supposed to be the parish year for the Eucharistic revival. So right, right. How can just, we, that was my next. How question. can we do? Uh, how can what resources should we be provo- providing? What diocesan events should we be doing? And, and we've been already started to take most of our diocesan-wide events and kind of put a you know a Eucharistic revival theme mm-hmm. uh, in there mm-hmm. and try to, or try to bring a speaker in. I mean, for ministry days we had the Eucharistic revival speaker, and um, for on fire we tried to um, emphasize. USCCB actually has a, a group of people, right? That, yeah, they do. So yeah. so we got so we got the speaker for free. We just mm-hmm. had to pay for the. I think we had to pay for the travel and lodging, mm-hmm. but they gave us somebody who's centered in uh, Oakland, so mm-hmm. it wasn't too bad. He was he's stationed in Oakland, Very so it was good. good. But anyway, we're we're looking to do we're looking to do that, knowing that um, you know there's a Eucharistic revival committee for the diocese. I'm on that committee. They're kind of leading it, but we know that as a department um, or as two departments, faith formation and youth ministry, it's going to be our job to try to get the materials out to everyone. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I I think it's a great. A great move, great project. Yeah, and, uh, no, I, th- I think it's good. I, th- I do think that um, um, I think people are hungry for it. Yep. You know, and, yep. I mean, and I think that the, the the pastors are excited about it. I just, I was I was at uh, the priest study days, and we we led a discussion about, you know, how you know we we had some ideas. The the committee was running some ideas by them, and I just thought it was you know it was great. And one of the things that was um, that I thought was kind of profound was. Um, 
they were talking about how many ministries in the parish, some are focused um, on service and, and outreach, and some are focused on devotional devotion, mm-hmm. on prayer, you know, right. and so maybe part of the Eucharistic revival is seeing that the Eucharist involves both. It does, right? Like yeah. that idea that that if we're not transformed, if the, you know, if the body and if the bread and wine are transformed in the body and blood of Christ, that's great and and that's wonderful. But if we're not, if we are not transformed into the body and blood of Christ, and yeah. if we don't then take that and go out into the world, so then part of making every ministry uh, more centered in the Eucharist would be to make sure that if it's a prayer group. What are they doing? What's the result of that prayer, right? right. And if they're if they're do if they're out doing uh, service and but they're not spending time in prayer or in adoration or at mass, then how do we connect those two pieces? And how do we help people to see kind of the essential connection between the two, mm-hmm. right? And so I thought that discussion was just fascinating with priests saying like, oh, you know, you know, trying to figure out how could we do that? How could we? Not just like not that every parish doesn't have groups that pray and right, and, right. and have have good devotion to the to the Eucharist of Jesus in the in the Eucharist, and not that we don't have service happening, but sometimes that connection isn't made right well. You know what I mean? Or or, or people right. don't see that they're missing one or the other. So I'm like, well, that's a really practical thing. How could we help every ministry to grow into a more comprehensive Eucharistic centered yeah. ministry by embracing both halves of that wow you know i thought that was wow that's 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 where we are to begin that's good where we you know yeah so are we putting together a, a world youth day contingent yes we are um alex and anthony are working on uh getting a youth uh, a world youth day contingent together for portugal and they're um uh they're they're putting a young adults only group together so it's uh-huh. 18 18 and over so um, I don't know how many people they have signed up, but people are still signing up. Yeah. It's, it's coming. The moment of truth is coming soon. They have to make yeah, their first, they have to, yeah. They have to make a first payment, make some commitment, or right. they're not going to be able to. So they're they're trying to build. You know, the idea would be to take twenty to thirty uh, from the diocese uh, with the diocesan trip. Right. I know there's some other pastors that are planning to take um, take groups, either young adults or mm-hmm. teens. Um, the the USCCB says it needs to be 16 and older. Uh, we recommend oh, as right? we recommend as a diocese that it be 18 and over. Uh-huh. It's just because we see it more. It's really a gathering of of youth in other countries is really young adults. A young adults here, yeah. so it's it's really adults. It's it's an adult event. So right. trying, you know, it's okay for some teens to go, but I do think it's probably better. I I also like to say, you know, hey we. We do the confirmation conference for the junior high kids, and then when you get in high school, you get to go to On Fire. Yeah. And then when you get to be a young adult, you get to go to World go, Youth Day. That's right. We are going to do a stateside World Youth Day. We haven't planned it yet, but the idea would be to do a um, do an event at Trinity Pines. Um, oh, good. That people can come to. At you the did same something time. like that before. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did it the last the last two um, World Youth Days. We've done yeah. like a simultaneous right. stateside World Youth Day at Trinity Pines, and, and a bishop would phone yeah, in. The bishops and, yeah. appeared. Yeah, yeah. either uh, vote either on audio or or yeah. one one time we had a video link with him. So we're hoping to have a video link with him again this year, and he'll talk to the talk to the crowd, and pray with us from from Portugal. And usually he he um, sends a, a a correspondence too, uh, like written. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he does, he does. Yeah. He does. Always fascinating to read. Yeah. 
and stuff. Yeah. Kevin, thanks for all you do. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. We'll look forward to our paths crossing again real soon. Okay. Thanks. Great. Thanks, Bob. Thanks so much. Okay. We'll take a quick break. Back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. Hello, this is Moises de Leon from the Office of Family and Respect Life. You're listening to Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunnan. Thank you, Moises. Thanks for that wonderful introduction and for all the great work you do here in the Diocese of Sacramento. We're joined by Marie Leatherby, the Executive Director of the Sacramento Life Center. Marie, good to hear your voice. Good day, Bob. How are you? Doing fine. Doing fine. Uh, you you must be very busy now. Uh, November 5th is bearing down on you. Bearing down, yes. We're planning. We're working hard at crunch time to plan a fabulous gala this year. We're working hard. We've got a few tables left to sell, so... Um, not too many, but I hope uh, everybody that wants to attend uh, gives us a call and gets their, re- their registration in. Yeah, so. for, for those who have not heard you before on, on our air, uh, mm-hmm. explain the, the 50th anniversary of the Life Center and uh, okay. why this dinner is so special. Yeah, so the Sacramento Life Center started in 1972. This was way before Roe v. Wade even was passed, and we're still here helping pregnant women with unplanned pregnancies long after that. We hope to be here another 50 years, but uh, this year is our 50th anniversary, and um, which is, is a big deal. We're one of the first pregnancy centers to ever open in the U.S., and we've helped at least 50,000 women with unplanned or unsupported pregnancies 
through our 50 years and and helped a lot of families. And so we're are having a our big gala November 5th at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. So we um, we hope it's a sellout. We're packing the room with as many people as we can, and and uh, we have a few seats left. So. Get it while they're hot, is what I have to say. <laughs> Talk about some of the items you've got for uh, for your live auction. Yeah, this year we, we had to move a lot of our regular live auction items into the silent auction because we have got so many fabulous donations. So we have, like, a beautiful um, Napa suite with wine tastings and everything in Napa for three nights. We've got um, your choice of, you know, big resorts in Estapa, Mexico. We have ultimate, you know, world-class his and her trek bikes with a a child trailer. And if you've ever rode on an e-bike, you'll never want to ride a regular bike again. They're so much fun. (laughs) You can go up a hill with a smile on your face. (laughs) I have one, and I I swear by them, and I talked all my friends into them. So we have those. We have uh, two special dinners um, for three special dinners being auctioned off, actually. One with uh, Bishop Soto in his home, and uh, we have a chef come in. Do that. We have one if you want to drive to San Francisco with Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione. So he's <laughs> offered... I can't know. I always have a hard time with that name. He told and, uh, me one time that uh, he was Italian <laughs> and you pronounce every letter. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then we have one with some of our Irish priests, a whiskey and Wellington dinner. And that is so much fun uh, with Father Dan Mag- Madigan, Father um, Dan Looney, Michael Kiernan. Liam McSweeney, they sing Irish ballads, they tell stories, you learn about Irish whiskeys, and um, that's going to be a special thing. And then we have another trip um, to, to Boston. For to four, Boston? To, to Boston Red Sox versus the St. Louis Cardinals game. Four nights at the luxurious Hotel Commonwealth, which is the um, official hotel of the Boston Red Sox and you get four days in in Boston just to have fun and so that's a really new one special another Irish Catholic event going yeah, to Boston. I know. We're getting <laughs> yeah we've got an Oceanside North Carolina getaway for a week a wine cellar uh, we have a Fort Bragg home for a week up on the coast uh, Cozumel vacation, Maui vacation, uh, just oh, stay at a private vineyard in Healdsburg, which is the top, you know, wine town in, in California, or one of them at least. And um, you get to stay on the um, Ketchum Estate in their vineyard guest house and enjoy great food and wine. So that's just a live auction, and you see how great it is. We had to move um, some other things into the silent that we normally have, like Christmas ornaments and baked goods for a year and all those in the silent. We have a fabulous silent auction, getaways and hotels and 
So it's the best auction and raffles we've ever had. <laughs> so Catholic events, we know you have to have those. Well, these are, I think, we've been working all year on putting them together, and so people will not be disappointed. Silent auctions have gotten really interesting. I can remember boy, the first one I was at years and years ago, and you just, you know, you just put all your tickets into one, you know, bucket or whatever. Yeah. And then they'd say, okay, here's prize number one. Oh, Sally, you win this, you know, and they just pulled. <laughs> now they've got, you know, the, the, each prize has its own bag, you know, and yeah. like, so if you bought 40 tickets and you really want that prize, you put all 40 in the same one. That's right. Yeah. And we have a lotto fever, which is hundreds of dollars in lotto tickets. Mm-hmm. That one seems to be doing well. I think people are feeling lucky. <laughs> <laughs> there better be a nice ticket in there. <laughs> I know. You better be a winner. Yeah. It, it, it seems like. If you know, you ought to be able to go to the California lottery and say, "Okay, we're having, we're doing this deal," you know, and um, we we're going to give people whatever uh, five hundred lottery tickets is the prize yeah. or whatever. You know, we mm-hmm. want to be sure that one of those is good. <laughs> you know? know, can you imagine opening five hundred of those, <laughs> getting nothing? That I doubt. Yeah. I doubt yeah. that'll happen. So, uh, that would be horrible. Yeah. 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 So um, we're raising money. Our ask this year is for our 50th year. We have lots of new programs in our 50th year for women. Um, a, you know, a lot of women terminate their pregnancy because of school or they think their future's over or financial distress. Um, and we started this year a scholarship fund. We have a benevolent fund to help with um, emergency needs. Um, our new mobile clinic is coming this year that we raised money for last year and put it on order. So that's coming. And then we're also asking for help. You know, Google has almost shut down uh, the free ads and, and organic ads, Google My Business, for pregnancy centers. So we're having to spend thousands of dollars to try to, in, in advertising, to try to reach women who are, you know, need help with their pregnancy. So we're asking for help with that, too. That's a new expense we have. How is the college scholarship, how is that working out? Good. Um, Really good. We just had another applicant this week. I mean, we're going to do it year-round because we know that, you know, we don't know when women get pregnant or, you know, wants to go to school, one of our patients. It's, It's strictly for our patients that have come here. And, um, you know, we can help you a little bit, maybe just with books or something, which are expensive, or we can help, you know, a lot with the tuition. We have really generous donors, um, the Aunt Pam and Bob Anderson and then Mm -hmm. Rich and Connie Mm -hmm. Copas that put in 25,000 each for these scholarships to start it out. So it's, quite a bit of funding, and um, we're helped, so far we've helped um, a gal from the Congo with English classes, computer classes, um, things like that. You know, it could be just anything that a mom needs to help, 
We've helped one get her um, AA degree to finish it. She had a 15-month-old and just couldn't seem to make it work. We've helped someone uh, finish nursing school. Um, another gal's just trying to get her um, a medical assistant, you know. Well, so we'll do, you know, training programs, um, anything to help some of these moms uh, get ahead, better provide for their kids, um, you know, live out the dreams they had before, you know, they had kids and just kind of got stuck. So we're there. We really want to help, help them. So that's one really exciting new program we're doing, and we're just thrilled with it. Boy, that is, that, I just think that's such a fabulous idea. Yeah, thank you. Because I thought of it. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, no, but just because we see so many people come in or girls that just feel like, I can't have this baby. I'm in school or I'll never finish or, you know, I'm too, you know. And if we can help them rewrite their story or empower them, uh, we're there for you. Um, it, it, it saves lives. It convinces these moms that uh, they can do it and um, get through it. So um, it's, it's a great thing. Really yeah, I know it, 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 it really is. And Marie, you have some other things uh, coming up. You've, you've got the uh, baby basket drive coming up. Oh, yeah. That's in December. We try to stock up our baby needs center with items um, in Christmas, because people have such giving hearts during the month of Christmas. And for $50, they can sponsor a baby basket, or they can drop off items. But what this is, is every one of our patients gets a, um, we call it a baby shower in a basket, mm -hmm. filled with everything that baby's going to need to take home from the hospital. And um, some of the moms, have nothing and even stop on their way home from the hospital. We load them up with, you know, diapers, mm -hmm. formula, and wipes, and clothes, and bibs, and blankets, and everything they need. And it's really a wonderful start. Um, you know, it's worth a couple hundred dollars, but with donations and things, we can provide one for about fifty dollars wow. to a mom. But then we've um, now have a program they can come back every month for two years and stock up on baby supplies. Oh, boy, isn't that great? Yeah, so, you know, it really takes the price of diapers and formula and wipes and all that. It takes uh, a lot, and so, you know, we have such generous donors that we are able to provide that. We have for lots of women for up to two years. It really helps. That their financial stress. Um, Seventy-four percent of women say they termi terminated their pregnancy due to financial stress. They just didn't think they could do it. So, if we can say, "Hey, we can help you with the cost of this baby," you know, um, but you go in bed, you know, until they're potty trained. Usually, mm -hmm. when we help them, which is around two years, um, it's just one more stress off their list of stressors. Yeah. Boy, isn't it? It's, it's, it, it, I know that you've, 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 you've expanded, you're doing, it's multifaceted now. It's, it's just amazing. It, yeah. We've tried to just 
find, you know, fill needs. And part of the reason is, um, you know, when we first started, people came, well, people need more than just a pregnancy test to want to keep their baby. Right, and right. Down. And I'm like, you're right, but it takes money, you know. And so. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's. It's it's sort of become the, the, the uh, an overriding philosophy I know in in the church as well is meet people where they are and 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 right. and what are their needs you know, whether yeah. it's you you folks whether it's Saint Vincent de Paul whether it's you know uh, Gabriel Project or, you know just meet people where they are right give them a helping helping hand yeah and I always call it we give them a hand up not a hand out yep. You know, we don't take care of everything, and but we connect them with lots of these organizations and resources and, um, you know, just empower them to be parents and good parents. And, and uh, it takes community, though. People feel real alone. And yeah, so no, the Catholic Church does a lot. You're right, St. Vincent de Paul, Gabriel Project, Food Bank, um, all these places we connect them really have all come out from the heart of the Catholic Church. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. And, uh, mm-hmm. and your, your foundation uh, was a, uh, at the Life Center was a, a, a small group, uh, primarily Catholic, right? Yeah, I think they were all Catholic. They were all Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, loaves and fishes, the same thing, you know. It's yeah. A, and uh, you've, you know, expanded and um, yeah. uh, clearly, and and uh, everybody's welcome, uh, whether you believe in God or or, or what. Everybody's welcome, and uh, right. um, but it, it it certainly had that foundation and still has that ethic, if you if you would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into a little history at our gala on November fifth. We did a little film on our history and and how it began. It's you know just as small a phone call between a couple of people and uh, wanting to help pregnant women and here we are today <laughs> it's remarkable it's it's absolutely remarkable so how, how do people uh, uh, those who want to st- are you still taking raffle prizes we are for a silent auction for a silent yes. auction well, yeah. or the live you know we yeah. have everything lined up but yeah, yeah, if someone has a new Tesla they want to donate you, you probably aren't <laughs> going to turn it down. <laughs> yes, I know. We did try for the car this year, but poor car dealers are not, hasn't been the best year. Boy, that, that's, that's going to happen sometime, though, isn't it? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I man. hope so. Maybe for our hundreds, but I probably won't. My, uh, my, my, my parish actually did that one time a, a, a number oh, of years really? ago. And it was just, it wasn't at an event either. It was just a, a, a raffle or something that they sold tickets for for a month or something, you know. And yes. and it was, I think I think the tickets were like a hundred bucks, you know, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was like a new car, you know. And every time the phone would ring and they'd say, hi, this is uh, St. James. And you'd go, oh, I won. Oh, no, uh, your daughter was late for school this morning. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's my dream. Somebody donate a car, and we do a year-long raffle and make lots of money. Yeah. So maybe somebody's out there that'll... we got we got to find out whether Henry Ford was Catholic or, you know... <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wow. great. Well, Marie, it sounds like you got you, you got things under control, but I know I know how these events go, where where it it's ever changing right up to the last minute. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. And people um, calling Father. Speaking of Father Dan Madigan, he just called and was buying a table. So it's going to be a fun night. Are we surprised? <laughs> I know he's everywhere. You yes. won't want to miss it. Um, it's it's just such an uplifting event, and we're doing like a sh- you know a few extra things like a sh- free champagne during our you know champagne reception and mm-hmm. some other nice touches that we haven't done just to help celebrate our fiftieth year. Wonderful. Well. Thanks for all you do, Marie, and uh, I'm, I'm sure our paths will cross again soon. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Thank you. God bless. That's uh, God that's bless. that's Marie Leatherby, the executive director of the Sacramento Life Center. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi- Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, They continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Four six zero zero, and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town. 
uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour, uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. To the cross I look And to the cross I cling Of its suffering I do drink Of its work I do sing on it must save you Both bruised and crushed Showing that God is love And God is just At the cross you beckon me You draw me chair Draw me gently to my knees and I am 